Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph One Walker III, and you are tuned in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm so excited to have you connected on today. I really appreciate it, and I don't take it for granted, all of you who continue to support this podcast wherever you are listening from around the world. This is the place where we want the gift and all the things that have been deposited in you to emerge as a leader and not stay submerged. So we're stirring it up. We are motivating you, helping you realize that the world needs what you have. A part of that is that you are pouring into yourself, taking this 20 minutes every week and listening and gleaning lessons, strategies that can help you become the leader that you know God wants you to become. I want to thank all of you for sharing this podcast. I want you to do that because we're trying to reach over a million people. We are trending in that direction. Hundreds of thousands of you literally are already subscribed. But if you would take the link and share it with someone else, that's how we can reach more people to get this message out. The more leaders who are walking in their purpose, the fewer problems we'll have in the earth. Follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Let me know if this is blessing you. It would mean so much for me to hear from you. I really want you to follow me. And, and then, of course, send me a message. And if you want products, books, etc., josephwalker3.org. Or you can go to Amazon, get our most recent book, Leadership and Loneliness. I guarantee you that one will be a blessing to your life. We're going to talk today about something I think is incredibly important. People often ask me about workplace frustration or environments where it's very negative and how do you continue to produce in those environments. So let's talk about how to stay productive in a difficult environment. And let's be very clear, we don't always get to choose those environments. Sometimes they choose us. Uh, But it is important to understand that you are there for a reason. That's number one. You're there for a reason. And you have to know God didn't make a mistake when he planted you in that space. You have to ask yourself, Lord, why am I here? I have learned some years ago to just kind of ask God, why am I in this table? Why am I at this seat? Why am I in this space? There has to be a reason that has yet to be revealed to me. And so I must realize that I'm there in that space for a reason. Now, that could be a variety of reasons why. One is that there's something in you, a strategy, an answer to a problem that that organization or that space needs. Uh, That can be an example that uh, God wants you to set in the midst of a situation like that. I've learned very clearly in Scripture when the Bible says that a light set on a hill cannot be hid, but that it gives light to all of those who are in the house. It should not be put under a bushel. And what is interesting about that is that if you are light, revelation, the power of God resting inside of you, why is it that you want to be around light all the time? In order for your light to fully have purpose, It must be in dark spaces to bring illumination and revelation to that place. Maybe you're there because you're supposed to bring revelation. You're there because you're supposed to be an example, bring hope to people who are in a negative space and who need to know 
what positivity looks like. They need to know what goodness looks like. They need to know what grace looks like. And so oftentimes we're in these spaces and we are better to bounce or better to walk away from them, not realizing that there's a ministry in the mess. Let that sink in for a moment. <laughs> there's a ministry in the mess. But that's why you have to focus. Your focus has to be greater than your frustration. Yes, you're frustrated and you have some legitimate reasons to be, dealing with difficult people, conspiring against you. You're dealing with people who are trying to uh, set traps, prevent you from excelling in that space. I get it. I get it. It can be an incredibly negative and toxic environment, but you must realize the power of focus. Scripture says, looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith, right? That he begins and ends the things before we even start it. Our focus must be so clear on where we're going and why we're there so that we don't allow ourselves to take the bait of frustration. Because if you take the bait of frustration, you end up doing things or saying things that could prevent you from accelerating within the organization. That's the trick of the enemy, right? Is to prevent you from accelerating within the organization. Now, that's why you must say less and do more. Say less and do more. Meaning that your fruit will speak for itself. You have to learn how to move in silence. Learn not to respond to negativity. Don't feel like you have to justify yourself or give a justification of why you do what you do or feel what you feel. You have to just learn the incredible power of saying less and doing more. Oh, I have learned. I have learned that a full wagon doesn't make a lot of noise. Only the empty ones do. You've got too much to offer, too much to do, to give energy and space to negativity. In that difficult environment, just produce. Here's a good one for you. Produce without excuse. Get up, do your work, wave, keep it moving, do your work, be productive, because that's what will pay off. You know, Paul speaks of this in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. I think he says something like, be steadfast immovable, always abounding, watch it, in the work of the Lord, for your labor is not in vain in the Lord. He goes on in Galatians and says this, Galatians 6 and 9, he says, now, be not weary in well-doing, but in due season you will reap if you faint not. Jesus often remained silent didn't respond to his critics. He didn't give audience to a lot of that unless he was about to make a miracle come to pass. So it's important to know not to allow negative environments to amp you up. You take the bait and end up saying something that you can never get back. Be productive. Do the work. And be very discerning of who you can trust. There it is. Because in those difficult environments, you have to really be discerning about the people that are trying to connect with you because everybody in your crowd is not in your corner. And it's incredibly important that you are using wisdom and trust in the Holy Spirit to help you discern authentic relationships and people who really want to see you excel and succeed and not people who are trying to set traps. People who have to constantly tell you that they're your friend, constantly tell you that they're there for you, constantly tell you they got your back, always be weary of people like that. You know, you have to learn these lessons from the Scripture. Peter says, I'll never leave you, Jesus. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And Jesus says, before the rooster even crows, 
go deny me three times. You see, the whole point in that is that you, you've got you've to be discerning. The Bible says that even if you lack wisdom, let him ask God. He gives it liberally. It's the book of James. I think it's important, and I've learned in my life, that I don't trust everybody. I really do ask God to give me a discerning spirit about who can be trusted when I'm in difficult environments because it is a matter of life and death. It is. Now, here's something I want to spend a little time on. Let your energy change the atmosphere. See, let, watch this, let who you are change where you are. Never let where you are change who you are. How many people do you know who allow their environment, their atmosphere to dictate their behavior? As a leader, you have got to learn how to change atmospheres. You've got to be the positive one in the midst of a negative environment. You've got to be the one speaking optimism in the midst of pessimism. You've got to be the one that sees the glass half full when others see that glass half empty. You're the one that has to see the breakthrough when others see a breakdown. You're the one that sees opportunity when they see opposition. Get it? You're in there to change the environment, change the atmosphere. You're sitting in those meetings and everybody's a Debbie Donner. Everybody's speaking negatively. Somebody needs to speak up. Like Caleb, the spies went out. The spies saw the giants. They saw they, they were like grasshoppers in their sight. They came back with a negative report. We can't do it. We're outnumbered. But Caleb says, oh, no, no, no. But we're very able to take this. Because you need some Caleb's, some people that can be so focused on changing the environment, the atmosphere. Shift your energy. Save your energy for that. Everybody else is coming up with 101 reasons why a thing cannot happen or should not happen. Somebody needs to change the atmosphere. Maybe you're driving in the world today and you're like, wow, you know, it's just so much drudgery when I walk through a certain department. But go in and change the atmosphere. Take donuts. Pass them out to people. Let people see the goodness of God. Take coffee. Do something out of the box. You never know. Some people just need one act of kindness, a hug. Some people just need to know that somebody cares. Send out a wonderful message to everybody. Just do something positive that shifts the atmosphere. What can you do in your workspace, in your career, in your class, or whatever you're watching this or listening? What can you do that can change the atmosphere? Here's the deal. We're not acclimating ourselves to the atmosphere, we are changing the atmosphere. We are there to do that. And a part of that, you may say, well, but these are difficult people, Dr. Walker. These are, you don't understand what I'm dealing with. Well, I want you to learn EQ, emotional intelligence, because when you begin to focus, and there's a book out there on that, and I've talked about it before, but emotional intelligence is so important because I've learned when I walk into a room to dissect that room and to understand everybody's emotional context and know what I'm dealing with. Because if you don't understand contextually what you're dealing with, you'll never understand EQ. You think about it for a moment. Let me give you a classic example. You go to a restaurant and there's a waiter, a waitress who comes and they don't necessarily bring your tea when you want it bought or they may be a little short with you and you're, you're calling the manager because you're like, this is horrible service. This person is not responsive as uh, they should be. But then there's another person who, who just paused and says, how are you today? And all of a sudden the waitress or the waiter starts crying. You realize that her son uh, was arrested or she has a cancer diagnosis or her mother's in the hospital. So she's working through that, but she's got a life. And her emotions are affected. Her 
context is affected by the things that she's dealing with. And so often we become so punitive. We, we, we judge, we throw the baby out with the bathwater without understanding EQ. So I want to understand the context out of which these folks are coming. Because the more I know about the people I work with, the more I'm able to put them in a particular category that I can relate to them, understand them. That's why it's important to understand EQ. What's sensitive to the touch for some people when I talk about it, what's not. What I think is funny may not be funny. It's about EQ, how people deal with pressure and stress, and how people respond at certain seasons of the year. It all has to do with EQ. And when you understand that, it'll help you become more productive because you'll carve out ways to be more creative to help people, to assist people to get things done. You see, learning EQ is powerful, man. It is a powerful thing. And, and when you learn EQ, listen, I, I promise you, you'll do this. You will stay in your lane and out of their business. <sighs> Some of you just pulled up on the side of the road and threw your hands up. I know you did. Stay in your lane. Do your work. Stay out of everybody else's business because what a negative environment thrives on is being in everybody else's business. You have got to get to a place. If you're going to stay productive, it means I'm going to stay in my lane, do my work, stay out of other folks' business. That has nothing to do with you. You've got to learn that. Stop trying to deputize yourself to deal with everybody else's stuff. You have enough stuff to deal with yourself. In order to be productive, you've got to focus on those things that you know God has called you to do and let God deal with the rest. You see, difficult environments happen every day. Those environments oftentimes will sap your strength, cause you to have negative days and responses. But as a next level leader, I need you to understand you have to stay productive. Not just productive one day you're dealing with it. No, I mean, you have to stay productive, stay focused, stay busy. See, let's review because you're there for a reason. You are there for a reason. While you're listening to this, I want you to. Write down, why am I there? What are the reasons? Are you there as an example of God's goodness and grace and resilience? Are you there because there's something that God wants to develop in you? What are you there to do to bring hope, inspiration to people? What are you there to do? What is the big idea? And then can you focus over your frustration? Yes, you're frustrated, but can you elevate and transcend all the things you're dealing with and focus yourself on the very thing you know? God has called you to do. Can you shh, say less and do more? Just keep it moving. Stay productive. Keep doing what you are assigned to do. Can you say less? Can you stop giving energy and responding to a lot of things that you feel you got to give folks a piece of your mind with and just do more? Can you be discerning? Of who to trust now and not just randomly engage people, but ask God to show you. Scripture says that God will order your steps. Yes, it's important to understand seeking God around areas of discernment. He will show you who needs to be in your life in this particular season. And then let your energy change the atmosphere Whew. you walk in and something ought to happen
people ought to have pep in their step. As a leader, I recognize when I walk into my office, my team takes my lead. If I walk in despondent, gray, tore up from the floor up, depressed, everybody has the same cloud over them. People follow leadership. But if I go in saying this is the day the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, particularly because everyone has somewhat of an awareness of the challenges that we're all dealing with, and yet the leader decides to change the atmosphere, let me tell you how powerful that is. Changing the atmosphere will not just change it, but it'll change you. Do a little research on emotional intelligence, EQ. Learn how to interact with people contextually. Understand some of the things that people are dealing with and don't make assumptions because of how they first respond to you. Because if you are going to be a next-level leader, you've got to have some sense of a person's EQ. Then let's stay in our lane and out of everybody's business. When we do that, we can focus and be faithful and be fruitful. You see, I want you to know some things. I close. You are called to something extraordinary, something amazing, and you're to be productive in that regardless of where you land. It's so easy to just allow frustration to cause you to flight. People just run, run away, go. That's why you have people who are 25 years old and have already had seven churches or 30 years old and been on eight jobs. I mean. Really? At some point, you got to get some stability behind you. You've got to be willing to deal with the frustration and say, if I'm here, I must be a catalyst for change. There must be something that God wants me to do that's going to bring about a change in this space. It's easy to revert to the easy route, but you've got to recognize in these environments, God wants to use you. I really hope you were blessed by this one. I really hope as you are sitting in the parking lot, about to go into that negative environment or sitting in your garage, wherever you are, I hope you heard me today. Let me know if this one blessed you today. JosephWalker3.org. That is our website. JosephWalker3 is our Instagram. I would love to hear from you. i love to hear how you navigated through this. I want to know how you made it through that difficult environment. And I want to appreciate you, and I want to thank you so much for being connected to me. Please share. Share this podcast with as many people as you can. Tell them you need this in your life, and it's free. I appreciate you. And you know what? <laughs> Let your light shine. That men might see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III. This is. Next Level Leader Podcast. And I pray you have been blessed. And I pray it gets better from here. Be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3 I look forward to connecting.